Did you realize that when you are given a baby in the hospital, nobody ever tells you, here's what you need to become a mother. You're just thrown in the midst of it and you need to figure things out as you go along. I am Dr. Dini. I'm a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Today, we're going to talk about the expectations that we put on ourselves and that society puts on us in our role as mothers, how that can impact our well-being and how we can ensure that we have a holistic well-being of body, mind, soul and spirit. So stay tuned as we go into more detail on ways to improve our well-being. and welcome to another session with me on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. I am Dr. Dini, your host on this show. I am a family doctor, a mom empowerment coach, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Today, we're going to be talking about those awesome times when we perhaps worry about holidays. Holidays, the best time, and for some, it is the worst time. For many, they thrive through it, but for moms, we organize, we sort out, and we make sure everything runs smoothly. In the process, as moms, we can get spent, we can get overwhelmed, and we can get exhausted. But before I get ahead of myself, this show is meant to support you as a mother, bringing to the forefront the beauty of motherhood, the challenges of motherhood, and most importantly, how we can enhance our well-being persistently through our lives in body, mind, soul, and spirit, so that we are not depleted, we are not overwhelmed, and we are not exhausted. Today, I would like us to look at our role in planning the holidays, in ensuring that the holidays happen the way we would like them to, and also learning to relinquish control. This might be a little bit of a sensitive topic, so I do apologize in advance, but this is a topic that we as mothers need to look at because holiday time is a time when you as a mother becomes Cinderella. You have everyone asking you to do one thing or the other. You're asked to do so many things that perhaps have been in the family tradition, do things differently, perhaps prepare a meal that nobody has ever had or get a gift that no one has ever had. And so I do not know what your challenge is. I do not know what you might be going through, but here is a way by which we as mothers can reverse holiday dysfunction. So do not forget, click down below, listen, share, and let other mothers be empowered as you listen to today's episode on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Holidays, my best time of the year, because that is a time where 
you connect with family, you speak to people, you send gifts out and you receive gifts. It is a time where there's lots of cheer and lots of joy, but it also is a time when people remember their loved ones who are no longer with them. This is also a time where you have that friend, that family member who perhaps has a peculiar way of stepping on your toes, come over for lunch or dinner. How do you handle the situation? How do you ensure that you are not depleted at the end of this process? All because you are the mother. I'm going to discuss very simple strategies and tactics that we can use. You can start implementing them from now, even as you prepare for the holidays. And even though we're talking about the holidays, it's not restricted to the holidays. You can implement these tactics every single day, facing any challenge that you might be coming up against. I'm going to call this the ABC method of reversing holiday dysfunction. A, adjust your attitude. Attitude is everything. When you look at a particular scenario or situation in your life and you're not pleased with it, you have a choice to accept it. You have a choice to let it go or you even have a choice to ignore it. That choice is entirely yours. When you have an attitude that is pushing against what you don't want and you're focused on that thing you do not want, there is a possibility that you could bring up some resentment, some anger, perhaps even fear. And those emotions are low vibratory emotions. They are vibrations at lower levels. You do not want to be vibrating at a lower level because when you are vibrating at the lower level, guess what happens? That person that you are probably worried about would perhaps look at it and say, ha, I did it. Or the children who are looking up to you saying, oh, mommy's going to do this and they're so excited, your energy level might bring down that joy. Now, this is not supposed to rub in mom guilt. I have been guilty of that myself, feeling as though the joy of everyone depended on me. Yes, it could do, but this is why we're doing this process. Because when you adjust your attitude, you see things differently. I remember this quote by Wayne Dyer. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Such a powerful quote. That is how you can change your attitude to an attitude of gratitude. Having an attitude of gratitude, being thankful in the moment, being thankful for what has been, being thankful for what will be, is such a gift that you can give to yourself. And when you find yourself in that place where you are having this attitude of gratitude, there is nothing that you cannot do. There is no thing, there's no overwhelming task, request, 
irritating behaviors that you cannot adjust to because you're thankful in the moment. You do not hold on to those negative emotions. You are vibrating at a higher level. And guess what? You are achieving a lot more. So that's the first thing you can do, even now, as you prepare for your holiday celebration, as you prepare to encounter friends, colleagues, family. The second one is B. B is you being mindful of your sacred space. We as mothers are used to giving and doing. We sometimes forget to be. We don't seem to realize, and I know this is something that's happened to me. There are sometimes my beautiful children, as, I, as much as I love them, they'll say, mommy, could I have this? And mommy, could I have that? And I find myself, okay, darling, okay. Uh, and I'm doing it and I'm just finding myself flapping <laughs> and I'm not holding space for myself. There was a day my children were, of course, asking as usual. And I love hearing them ask for things and I love doing things for them. But on this day, I said, my darling, mommy wants to have a bit of a lie in. So if there's anything you want to have, you can ask me now or you can leave it for later or you can get it yourself. What would you like to do? <laughs> At that point, of course, I put a bit of responsibility on them. I gave them the ability to make a choice because every single action we take is based on the choice we make. I'm going to say that again. Every single action we take is based on the choice we make. We can make the choice to create that sacred space for ourselves. Guess what happened when I got up from my moment of chill? I had breakfast waiting for me. My beautiful children had put together my breakfast in a tray and my son had carried it up to bring to me in bed. That was the first time I was full of joy. These children, they gave me so much joy with that action. But I do not know if they would have had that initiative had I not created that space for me. So be mindful of your sacred space. Create some time for you to just chill. It could be a physical space. You could go into your room. And I know that there are mothers listening that probably have younger children who follow you everywhere. I have been there. My children, when they were younger, especially my son, would follow me every single place I went to, including the bathroom. So sometimes I would go into the bathroom and lock the door and say, wait for me, I'm coming. <laughs> that is, it is hilarious thinking about it. But sometimes that can even be your space. Sometimes you might need to create an emotional space. And when I talk about emotional space, some people are vibrating at low vibration emotions, fear, anger, apathy. A friend is maybe 
telling you something negative about another friend. Those kind of things you probably don't want to expose yourself to. And during the holidays, because you're connecting with colleagues and friends and family, there is a potential that you would have such negative or low vibration emotions. You can make an effort to be mindful of that emotional space. Move away from those spaces where you feel this person is allowing the influx into my space. Clear out that emotional space. You can surround yourself with people who are vibrating at a higher emotional level. That is the second way by which you can do this. The third way you can also be mindful of your space is the mental space. What are the things you're feeding your mind with? There could be things like books or television programs or the news or probably social media. What you feed your mind with stays and grows into thoughts. Those are the thoughts that become the provoke emotions. They become actions. They become your words. And you start to see things happen in your life and you wonder. So right now, look at ways by which you can be more mindful of your space, mental space. Listening to this podcast, listening to this show, connecting and sharing with others so that they can have a positive mental attitude, a positive mindset will be helpful. So do not forget to subscribe, put the notifications on, so that when next we release other episodes that are all about empowering mothers and talking about our well-being of body, mind, soul, and spirit, you will be made aware and you will be able to tell others as well. So these are the B steps of being mindful of your sacred space as a mother. C, this is amazing because it's all about control. There are some of us mothers who are control freaks. I know, I know, been there, done that, got the plaque to show for it. We would like to know everything from the beginning to the end. We are helicopter parents. We are helicoptering every single thing. We have either delegated to someone, we micromanage. We control the space in which we are. And sometimes we even think about controlling the outcome. But like we all know, you really can't control the outcome. There are only a few things that are within your sphere of control or influence. I remember reading this book by Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he draws in that book this circle. There's a small circle that's just around you, and that is your circle of influence. And that circle of influence is where you have control. You can manage things and efficiently build it up. And then there is the other circle, which is a circle of concern. These are the things that you probably are worried about or concerned about. This unfortunately, is the bigger circle for most mothers. You don't have any control over it, but you worry. 
And guess what? When you're worrying, your emotional vibrations are low. You're affecting your well-being from that point. So allow yourself to release that control. Release that, uh, that impulse within you to manage every single thing, to micromanage everyone, to control the outcome. Enjoy the moment. Let things come as they come. Express gratitude as you do that. When you let go of control, it does a lot of good for you. I'm going to ask you, if you're not driving or breaking heavy machinery, grab a pen or perhaps you have something that is blunt and looking good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to show you. So you grab a pen or something that you can grasp in your hand, make, make a fist around and hold it tight. Hold it tight. If you can hold it for about 10 seconds, notice what your body feels like. What do you feel in your body? Are you feeling some pain in your fingers? Some cramping in your arm or your shoulder? That is what we do when we hold on to control. But now, I'm going to ask you now to let go of that thing and it drops. How does that arm feel? The fingers, initially, they might be numb, and then they start to regain their ability to feel. And then you start to feel that pressure, the pain, the discomfort, steadily getting relieved. That is what control release does for you. So it's so important that you release control because you care about you. You are committed to reversing any dysfunction that can happen during this holiday season. The fourth one I would like to share with you is very important as well. So it's a D and it's for don't drink too much. I understand that not many moms drink alcohol, but remember, Yes, it's a time to be jolly. Yes, it's a time to celebrate. Don't drink too much. Why? Because when you drink some alcohol and it's more than you can hold or more than the recommended medical level of alcohol intake, there are a few things that can happen. First of all, Alcohol has a special way of reducing your inhibitions. And in those moments when you have taken excess alcohol, your behaviors, the things you say, the things you do and how you react or behave might be quite different from how you would do if you were sober or if you were with all your faculties intact. You wouldn't want anybody to show you a display that you had when you were under the influence of alcohol. So don't drink too much. Of course, if you are drinking and you drink more than the medically recommended levels of alcohol intake, that has got its own 
problems as well, because of course the impact of alcohol is it affects your liver, it can damage your liver, and there are so many who have had liver damage because they have taken excess alcohol, either habitually or in a binge. So comes back to this fourth tactic: don't drink too much, even during this holiday season. Then we'll move on to the fifth one, which is expectation management. Manage your expectations. If you have someone in your home that does not pull his weight or her weight, if you have got a family member who is not particularly very mindful of what they say or how they say it, it might be more stressful for you if you are expecting them to be more understanding, more cordial, more um, empathetic towards others and saying things the way that people should say things. Manage your expectations. Don't set too high expectations for yourself, most importantly. Don't set too high expectations for others as well. Manage your expectations. You know what it is you do. Yes, I'm speaking to you. You know what it is you do and what you expect others to do. Look at them a little critically this time and see how you can adjust them accordingly. But most importantly, which is the final one I'm sharing today, F. Focus on your well-being. Focus on your well-being. This is the holiday season. This, at any point in time, you have maybe a task you need to do, a job at the office, someone you need to manage. You need to be able to manage your own life by focusing on your well-being. So I hope this has been useful for you. I am Dr. Duni. I am a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, Breaking Free from Overwhelm and Exhaustion. I am absolutely thrilled that you have joined me today. And if you have gotten to this part of the show i am so thrilled thank you so much high five i would like to invite you if you would like to learn more to go to www.drduni.com and learn more sign up for our regular newsletters you have lots of tactics like this that i've shared and also you can get to know about what we produce and what we do in the community and i would like to invite you mothers come and join this community of like-minded mothers who are all about their well-being, who would like to enhance their life all through. And if you would like to, please go ahead to the website mentioned. I'll put the link below. You'll be able to get there, www.drduni.com forward slash podcast. And you will be able to get access to the description, the show notes, and all the other links that are required 
and that will help you during this season. It has been my absolute pleasure being here with you. Do take care. Ensure that your well-being is way ahead. And I look forward to another episode of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. Thank you.